Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 651, Facial Dingleberries, A Lesson in Receiving, by Kat Medina of katmedina.com. Hello, everybody. I am Greg Audino, and I hope you had a fantastic weekend. If you're new here, this is the show where I help you optimize the relationships in your life by narrating to you some of the best relationship articles, blogs, and books around town. So, Sit back, relax, just like you do with your favorite audiobook. Just don't fall asleep on me. Today, I am excited to introduce a brand new author to you. Kat Medina is a traveler and author of the forthcoming book, The Joys of Jet Lag. So, we are going to hear what she has to say from the perspective of a world traveler and start optimizing your life. Facial Dingleberries, A Lesson in Receiving by Kat Medina of katmedina.com. We were sitting cross-legged in the long, narrow, wooden boat, water occasionally splashing over the sides. We motored past Burmese fishermen, balancing on one leg as they cast their large, cone-shaped nets into the water. It was our last day on Inna Lake, and for our final ride, our boat driver had his wife, Mel So-So, and young son on board as well. We didn't speak Burmese, and they didn't speak English, so it was a quiet, but surprisingly comfortable ride. Through gestures and smiles, Mel Soso asked if my friend Amber and I would like to join her family for lunch before we left. We nodded our heads in agreement, and off we went for one last adventure on the lake. Their home was modest yet welcoming, and was perched upon stilts about two feet above the water. Three playful cats greeted us as we arrived, confidently jumping from the open-air window into the bow of the boat. Their baby expertly crawled up the narrow steps, avoiding the unguarded drop to the water below, while Amber and I cautiously walked along the two-foot plank leading up the front door. We were invited to sit on the floor and offered tea, appetizers, and a roll of toilet paper to use as a napkin, and take care of any facial dingleberries, I assume. A friend of theirs arrived shortly after with a bag of some colorful vegetables in hand, and she and Mel So-So efficiently began putting together an authentic Burmese lunch. The kitchen was located out back of the two-room shack, connected by wood planks, almost like something from Waterworld. They cooked over a small wood-fire stove, the cats getting playfully swatted away by the women as they worked. After sitting with us as we enjoyed persistent refills of tea, her husband learned that Amber was vegetarian, so he quickly took his boat to a neighbor's house to get tofu, regardless of how much we protested that it was not necessary. Off he went with a determined smile. They showed us that Burmese hospitality was not to be messed with. Mel So-So and her family were offering us the gift of being welcomed, and all we needed to do was to receive. So many of us find it difficult to receive. I've noticed that in Western cultures, many of us are hesitant to accept gifts or acts of kindness without feeling like we are expected to reciprocate. To purely and simply receive without focusing on the tally in our minds to repay the favor is quite rare. In developing countries, I've begun to see a pattern, though. 
When people offer their kindness in the form of hospitality or help, they mean it. They're offering from a place of heart and connection, not from a transactional perspective where they are expecting something in return. By attempting to politely refuse what someone is offering, we aren't just rejecting the gift from the giver, we are denying them the joy of giving. We think we are releasing the giver from a burden and are trying to avoid selfish behavior, but by doing so, we are in fact being selfish. Think about a time when you were genuinely offering someone something and they were so insistent to not accept it, you felt disappointed and rejected. Perhaps it was a book you cherish, a bite of your delicious breakfast, or an offer to help a friend during a challenging time in their life. When someone refuses to accept our offer, we are often disappointed and dejected. We struggle to receive for a variety of reasons. We don't want to put the person out. We don't want to be a burden. We don't want to have to owe someone a favor. We don't want to appear weak or in need of help. We interpret their offer to help to mean that we aren't capable to do something on our own. Our pride gets in the way, and as a result, we miss out on one of the keys to joy. To receive is to create connection. And through connection, you're able to cultivate presence, gratitude, and joy. You are aware of the kindness. You accept it and appreciate it. And as a result, the giver and the receiver are able to experience the gift together. The smell of lemongrass and spicy Burmese peppers began to fill the air. We were gestured to sit on small yellow and pink plastic stools around the tiny table in the corner of the room, and dish after dish began to cover its surface. The three outgoing cats jumped on our laps and attempted to steal bits of rice and fried tofu. They had an impressively refined palate for felines. Mel Soso and her husband sat, and we were invited to start feasting. It's always an interesting experience when you try new foods in foreign places. Oftentimes, the cook will ask you to start before them out of politeness, and as a result, you have to guess what the customary way of eating something you've never seen before is. Fortunately, an open mind and a sense of humor can help. Eating the outer leaves of something that is not supposed to be ingested, but rather peeled off and placed aside, thinking a sauce was a soup when it was actually a dip for the mystery veggie, you learn quickly when you get some raised eyebrows and suppressed laughter followed by an impromptu lesson in how to eat the food the right, local way. You would think that a meal shared between people who didn't speak the same language would be silent and awkward. But a magical thing happens over food. It acts as a modality for togetherness. Good food, great people, plenty of gestures, and lots of laughter is the recipe for a satisfying and fulfilling lunch. Our waistbands began to tighten and yet the heaping spoonfuls continued to land on our plates. We received until we physically couldn't receive anymore. We attempted to express our gratitude through words, but found ourselves communicating our appreciation by subconsciously placing our hands on our hearts and smiling, willing our appreciation to show genuinely through our grateful eyes. Mel Soso and her family seemed to understand. The same twinkle of joy appeared in their eyes as well. We were able to share the gift of receiving, together, equally. By the end of our impromptu Burmese feast, both our bellies and our hearts were full. You just listened to the post titled, Facial Dingleberries, A Lesson in Receiving, by Kat Medina of katmedina.com. But yeah, everybody, a, uh, a really great post from Kat today, especially here in the West, there tends to be a lot of anxiety surrounding the acceptance of gifts and hospitality, as, as she alludes to. 
so much so that we forget others are not necessarily expecting anything in return. So, I think a big takeaway from today's article is to remember that our feelings don't necessarily reflect the feelings of others, and that while we, of course, want to be conscious of other people's good deeds and offer good deeds ourselves, the entire process backfires on both ends if it comes with a, uh, with a crippling sense of transaction. Yes, we want to give from our hearts, but we also are never indebted to anyone. With that, we have reached the end of today's episode. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody. I will see you tomorrow with a post on whether or not you should give advice to others. Ooh, sounds like something I am probably going to learn something from. <laughs> we will see you there where your optimal life awaits.